Don't sue me, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sue me, Danny. (laughs) Uh, Welcome back. Episode 89. We are back. Oh, I thought we were on 90. Are we? Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, we're really good at this. We're the best, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while. What's been going on? I know it's been so long, dude. So that's uh, that's what we were we were getting back in the back to the shack again here, yeah. uh, and we're we're just gonna catch everybody up. We're gonna talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, we figured that you guys would probably uh, thought we had given up at this point since we went. Was it a month without putting out an episode? Um, it, it's no? it's been surprisingly long. <laughs> we're not giving up just yet. We're just really lazy. Yeah, or busy. You know, or one busy. of the two. Yeah, yeah. We got both. better shit to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah some things have transpired in the meantime so uh it's official sorry to disappoint all the fans but i am officially married now yeah dang yeah big day i saw you wearing that ring that looks good on you uh yeah i got i got the ring i got the whole nine um now as charlotte likes to put it now we have to go to court if we want to leave each other so that's <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing that's changed um, y- yeah i mean really honestly that's yeah. what we keep saying we just keep coming like all right it's not really different is it like, no, not really i mean i don't know what we were expecting but we're not living in sin anymore from a biblical standpoint so uh, yeah that I and mean, we were really concerned about that yeah i know um so you know it's it's a weight off my my shoulders <laughs> Uh, so, so Mitch was there instead of me, I, here's what I want to do. Instead of me telling you about my wedding, Mitch, will, will you tell people about my wedding yeah. <laughs> from your point of view? Sure. From what my, was your experience? From my point of view, I think we're going to need to crack a beer for this first. Can we, can we get to drinking? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and let's, then I'll let's... Uh, regale them with your, with your wedding story. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds, that sounds perfect. All right, let's get in. Let's do what you're drinking. Yeah. I think it's a good sign when you immediately ask about your wedding and i'm like i need a beer <laughs> mine is not a twist off i'm disappointed in myself <laughs> all right mitch get us started i gotta find a bottle all right yeah you find that um i am super excited about this one um i went to the liquor store last night and i found something cool that i thought you'd be ex- excited about um apparently motorhead is putting out a line of beers now <laughs> this is called the motorhead road crew American Pale Ale, and it says it's brewed by Ale Asylum. So Whoa. check out that can. It's got the Motorhead that logo is on freaking it. Sick, that is dude. pretty sick. Yeah, I thought you'd be into that. On the, I, I didn't know this was a thing. I just happened to see it, and it says uh, the back says, "Lemmy wrote, we are the road crew as a loud and proud tribute to Motorhead's crew and by proxy all crew everywhere. Having roadied himself for Jimi Hendrix, didn't know that. Didn't uh, know that. Lemmy knew all about the sterling service these touring warriors provide their families. And yes, he wrote it in 10 minutes on the loo because it was the only quiet place in the building. And then it has lyrics from a song, I just love the life I lead, another beer is what I need, another gig, my ears bleed, we are the road crew. That's pretty fucking awesome, actually. (laughs) That's pretty sick, honestly. (laughs) 
No, that's gnarly. Let's see if the uh, taste lives up to the uh, hype. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm liking everything around the beer, so let's just hope the beer tastes good. That is, that's good. That yeah. is, I like that a lot. So, so what kind of beer was it? It's an American Pale Ale. Um, it tastes kind of like dark, but it's very good. Uh, very good flavor profiles. I'm getting some, getting some peat. Getting some. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we got was, peat in there. Yeah, barley. Um. <laughs> What what Pete do? Stick his finger in there? Or? Oh yeah, he fucked it. Yeah, he fucked yeah, it. He fucked, it. <laughs> he fucked my beer. Uh, no, that's that is good. I, I like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've had a lot of America American pale ales. It says it's a, okay. There's more. It's Road Crew is an American pale ale packed full of hoppy citrus aromas, delivering a crisp, refreshing, superior taste to celebrate the spirit of the song and those who inspired it. It also contains copious amounts of, and then it just says, I'm going to do my best to, to pronounce this. <laughs> <laughs> it just says like, whoa, sh- yeah, I don't know. Probably can't I think you. I think you're pretty accurate. <laughs> I think you're pretty accurate. All right. Well, if I see that around, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I you have to it's... snatch that up. So, yeah. What about you? What you? Uh, what you sipping on? Oh, coincidentally, this is funny. Uh, so I have from the Thirsty Dog Brewing Company out of Akron, Ohio. I have the Bloodhound Orange IPA. Oh, nice. Oh, that's kind of cool. As you could tell, they just photoshopped a fucking dog <laughs> like somebody's actual dog yep, yep onto the label it looks like somebody made it in a basement um, but this is a an american india pale ale uh, okay so we're actually pretty close and then i have a little stat sheet here on the side the ibus are are 55 okay. which you know me i'm like a 57 58 maybe 59 man you yeah know what I mean? yeah i hear you um, there <laughs> the OG is 15.5 degree P. <laughs> I have no idea what that I have means. No idea, but it is a 5.7% uh, alcohol percentage. And is best served at 37 to 39 degrees. Wait. And it, in, it expired in February. <laughs> Even <So>. better. <laughs> Well, uh, are you, what, do you have your thermometer? Well, what was it being served at? Ooh, I don't. <laughs> Oh man, this smells like a dog. <laughs> oh no, that's I saw, a good question. I saw I it had grapefruits on it. Does it have, does it taste like grapefruit? Well, uh, I hate blood grapefruit. orange. Oh, blood orange. Okay, okay. Orange just with blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, it smells like a dog. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I wish you were just Woo! like, <laughs> I wish you were the type of person that did actually have a thermometer and you were like, uh, 39. Okay. Nope. Needs a couple more minutes in the freezer, uh, to enjoy a three months expired beer. <laughs> right. Hey, I know this beer is expired, but I must enjoy it at the correct temperature that is on the label. Oh man. That has got a lot going on, homie. Really? So blood orange, I, I'm getting that heavy. Um, but what's weird about it is like I don't think I've ever had a blood orange. I don't know what that is. Kind of just tastes like grapefruit, but it kind of <laughs> tastes like a grapefruit that maybe like was out like too long. You know what I'm saying? Oh no! Okay. Like you're kind of eating like a dry grapefruit. Yeah. You know, that's or what you're you like want. chewing on the rind <laughs> of the grapefruit. 
Whew. Something about just an orangey, citrusy flavor. It's kind of stale. Uh, on on top of just hops, it's yeah. just an it it, it 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 is giving me a mouthwash kind of vibe. Oh, that's not that's not good. I'm I I feel like I I I like brushed my teeth and then drank orange juice. Ooh, that's yeah. that's kind of what I got going on, but it not like the worst way. You know how when you do it, you're kind of like wow. You kind of like it, right? Yeah. Like you're kind of like, oh man, this is this is a thing in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen like in movies or a TV show where someone will like be eating a grapefruit, just like they'll slice a grapefruit in half, and then they'll just have the grapefruit and be eating it with a spoon, like a bowl of like you would a bowl of cereal. Yeah. They're just scooping out the innards of this grapefruit. Sometimes I'll put sugar on it. Um, I've seen that. I think they did that in Seinfeld a lot. And every time they did it, I'm like, that looks disgusting to me. Um, I correct me if I'm wrong. Have you done that? It looks gross. Yeah, I, I used to all the time. That really? Was, I would do that with a piece of toast, a buttered toast. Okay. And I would, but I would, I would put a lot of sugar on top of the grapefruit. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I would do. I literally eat half, half grapefruit with a bunch of sugar on it, and and a and a piece of buttered toast, and that would be my breakfast. I don't think I've ever met anyone that actually did that. Now, when I got real crazy, I would also eat cottage cheese with it. Oh, I've seen people do that. Yeah. I bet I bet that might be kind of a cool, you know, juxtaposition of flavors. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't, like, mix them or anything, but I would just have, like, a, a decent dollop of cottage cheese, and I would put salt on the cottage cheese, so I would have a sweet, salty thing, and then I would kind of just have the toast to kind of pad all the... I find it to be a heavy breakfast. I think that's why I kind of don't really eat that anymore. Sure, yeah. Um, also, then you got to buy grapefruit. So th- th- this was like middle school when I did this. Like, but yeah. I did it every morning. <laughs> right. So yeah, but yeah, you just like don't like grapefruit. <laughs> I just don't like grapefruit. It's too sour or tar- tart. It is very it is. tart, and yeah. I think that like I have to put sugar on it. Yeah. Because it is it is incredibly tart. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Ooh, well, breakfast all conversation right. <laughs> over. Uh, all right, write us in. Everybody tell us what your favorite breakfast fruit is. Um, we'll read it on the air. Um, it'll be great. Uh, Le- leave it in the comments. Uh, <laughs> grapefruit, no grapefruit. Uh, all right, yeah, let's talk about your wedding. Um, Eli got hitched, and it was awesome. Um, so what did you want to hear first? Do you want me to just, like, tell? you said you wanted to hear my side. Well, now I feel like you have things to say, so now I'm curious. <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, what was what was your overall? So I, I mean, I don't know how many weddings you've been at. So I've, I had a. I've been in like maybe three or four. Okay, because I because I kind of had a, a always the bridesmaids, never the bride kind of a moment because. I had been in all my friends' weddings. Yeah, I was in yours, I was in Aaron's, and I was in Kevin's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Garrett was the only one I haven't been in. Um, so a majority of my good close friends have already been married, and then I was in those weddings. And then I just kind of was there at mine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so that was a weird feeling. Yeah, that was interesting, man. Well, I, I thought overall it was a really good wedding. I thought it was definitely like you, you know, you guys. Um, I, you kind of chose to go the small, chill backyard route, which I thought was really cool, um, intimate. Um, you know, it, it definitely speaks to who you are as people. Um, but we drove down on like what, Friday afternoon, and the 
the whole thing was like, <laughs> all right, I, I love you. That being said, uh, I'm going to tell you how I really feel. Yeah, please a couple, do. Because <laughs> a couple weeks before the wedding, I, I remember I texted you and I was like, "Hey, what are, what what should I wear to this? What are you wearing?" Um, and then you were like, "I don't know, whatever you want, be comfortable." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that doesn't give me anything." And then you also had me like, we also talked about me like DJing, and I was going to bring some speakers. Um, it would have cost me zero money, but like at the last minute, you were like, "Oh no, that's cool. My mom's got this gaming uh, speaker system that we're just going to use." Um, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, leading up to the wedding, I was like, this is going to be weird. <laughs> like, you you didn't have a lot of confidence in what was happening. I didn't have a lot of confidence in, frankly, you or Charlotte, because you're very, you're such chill people. That, right. And me and Erica are like so the opposite. You were at my wedding. It took months of planning, mostly Erica. Um, right. She did all the decorations herself. Um, and we, we went shopping for clothes for us and all of our groomsmen. And it was a pain in the ass. And it costs a lot of money. Um, so <laughs> right. I definitely kind of I, I understand why you chose to go the route you did. But at the same time, all right. And then the last thing I'll say, um, we showed up to your mom's house and uh, <laughs> there were just like bags of decorations that were purchased from Hobby Lobby. Charlotte was nowhere in sight. <laughs> so <laughs> me and Erica were like, well, what would look good? Um, let's just start hanging shit. See, <laughs> see, what, see how we can fuck this pig. Uh, <laughs> But it ended up turning out like really well. Um, I thought it looked great. Um, it was uh, no, it was it was a really good time, and I enjoyed being the DJ. And by that I mean I synced my iPhone up to the Bluetooth. And <laughs> but the thing was, it was you were totally right. It was such like a small like wedding that had I brought like PA speakers, everybody would have been like. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> like, right. Like the dance floor was basically just like a patio that uh, nobody really danced. So yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I, I think what the the biggest transition was going from a wedding that was planned with a with a a, a more typical sized wedding. Right. And then we shrunk it down, and then we had people kind of doing that to us, where they were like, "Yeah, what exactly, specifically, are we gonna do?" And and we really would be like, "Oh, we're, we're just gonna figure it out." I mean, we can't married. set up. Yeah, we're just. I and I think that's what we had to start doing is like everybody chill. It's gonna be pretty chill. Yeah. Um, some people were less okay with that than others, <laughs> um, but at, at that point, we were just excited to get married and just. Yeah, like I knew nobody was gonna dance. I was like, mm -hmm. I know both of our families, nobody's dancing, you know. Yeah. Like uh yeah, but that that is funny. That does make sense. <laughs> like that I it was kinda like, no no no, it's fine. Like we'll figure it out when we get there. It's like, no, that stop. Exactly. What am I doing? Right. But uh no the other the other part that was super funny that not not necessarily how like the uh, it, it's not that you guys were like unprepared, but you got to tell the story about how the uh, lady doing your wedding found out like that you hadn't been vaccinated and she kind of freaked out. <laughs> yeah. So our officiant, while she is a very nice lady, does not fuck around. Uh, and as we were kind of discussing the ceremony and everything, like everybody kind of had mask on to start with, mm -hmm. you know, we were, you know, we, we had, a, uh, in my opinion, a pretty safe wedding. However, when the officiant got there and said, oh, well, you're vaccinated, right? And I was like, no. 
<laughs> I was like, Charlotte is. I'm not. And I, she was pissed. She yeah. was very pissed. <laughs> No, in all fairness, she never asked. Right? Yeah, exactly. She just kind well, of assumed. But also, like you, 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 you were totally fine with her wearing a mask. You probably would have worn a mask if she asked you, like during your own ceremony. Well, um, yeah, and she said, like, "Well, I'll just stand back and I'll have." Ma- I'll just, she was, that, that's where I knew somewhere something got fucked up because she yeah. was like, "Well, I'll have ma- my mask on." And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Once again, I'm just like, whatever. I don't. I just want you to marry us. Right. I don't really care. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, and then, um, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, the vaccines also. One thing that I, the, the only part of it that did kind of bug me was that yes, the vaccines had been out mm-hmm. and were available, but like not for that long. Like right. it wasn't like they had. It, it wouldn't be like now. Like yeah. now they've been out, and I still haven't been able to get vaccinated. Yeah. And now it's starting to be like, okay, I'm taking too long. I need to get this done. Mm-hmm. At the time, I felt like they had not been out that. I, I, right. I felt like it was ex- understandable right. that I had not been well, vaccinated. I was like, I I'm got my married. vaccine like probably a week or two after like they became available for everyone, and I got the Moderna one. So you have to wait a month anyway. So <clears throat> I did get vaccinated like last. Like I got my second round last week, um, but I, you know, barring a week or two, I got mine as soon as you could, and it takes a month in between before you can get your second one. So like, I think your wedding was a a really kind of good time where you know if you want the johnson johnson one everybody can get vaccinated if they want to go but you can't expect everyone to be vaccinated because if you don't get the johnson one it takes a month <laughs> right <laughs> or six like, weeks before it actually you know from the time you get your first vaccine to the time you're in the clear is six weeks right so i guess <laughs> that was kind of my thought is like i felt like that was the only thing that kind of bugged me about it and also yeah. if you cared that much then you should have asked like uh-huh. you did not this has never come up the entire yeah, time right <laughs> well how was your uh how was your honeymoon good did you guys have fun yeah no it was uh it was really fun we went up to hawking hills we stayed in the cabin um and i do recommend um well, but before I talk about the honeymoon, so one thing I did do that I did not expect to do during my wedding day was I panic drank. Oh, yeah. So Mitch definitely <laughs> had to calm me down a little bit because as more and more people started showing up, I was like, oh, yeah, now I'm now I'm nervous. <laughs> like, this sucks ass. Right. Like, <laughs> what, what were you? Why does it suck? Well, I think I just got nervous of everyone being there, of like the family, like because that was like the first time our parents had met. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. And it went like like C minus well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was not perfect yep. by any means. Yep. Um and, and and I and I think I, I think you would agree even somewhat unbiasedly, like I think the wedding went well, everything went really smoothly. Um it it was a really chilled laid back wedding, which is the whole point. We wanted it to be low impact for people. Mm-hmm. We didn't want people to be stressed or be like, Oh God, when is this over? You know, right. we wanted to be very it, I it was really fast. Because mm-hmm. I think we wrapped that thing up in like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we just we wanted it. We wanted it to be low impact. Um I think yeah, I was, was just the ceremony was like twenty minutes and then I had my the probably some of the best tacos I've ever had. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude, Canados, man. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out, shout out to Canados. Shout the, out to Canados. If you're ever in uh, Beaver Creek or wherever, 
yeah, so, sorry I to put you on blast like that. <laughs> there could be more around other places, actually. I have um, no idea. Um, but anyways, no, I, I was just nervous because it was finally happening. And like, because we had canceled the wedding last year mm-hmm. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of already planned on being married. And it kind of felt like once that date came, came and went, it still kind of just felt like we were. So I was just like, really, I got more nervous because like, oh, this is finally here. I hope you know charlotte likes it i hope mom likes it i hope Mm -hmm. her parents like it you know i just and then and then everyone was together and i was like you know my 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 godfather uncle steve was there Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's weird um (laughs) um (laughs) hi it would meet everyone in my life that you know and and that's that's where it started i got more and more nervous then because then I it was you. just no that's a good type of nervous mostly like you weren't nervous to get married you weren't nervous to commit yourself to charlotte you were nervous that this would be the day that she you know looks back on fondly and does don't want didn't want anything to go wrong yeah more so yeah. that now i was a little <laughs> bit nervous to actually get married but that was just because it was sinking in the severity yeah. of getting married you know what i'm saying like i was trying to take in the actual commitment of everything Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. That made me a little bit more nervous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know. guys, you guys had really awesome vows, by the way. I, I I might have told you that already, but you guys both did really good. Oh, so that's it, it that's a fun. Yeah. No, thank you. So what was fun about that? So I'm there. We uh, we did the turnaround thing. So she spun me around. And I saw Charlotte. Charlotte walked down. We got started, and obviously Charlotte looked uh, amazing. And then. I don't know if the officiant knew because she because obviously she knew our vows. She actually printed them out for us. Mm -hmm. So she had those little books for us. So she hands me the vows and then she's like, all right, deep breath. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm good. I'm not afraid of public speaking. (laughs) Open them up. Start reading. Immediately start bawling. Oh, no. (laughs) And I had not planned for that at all. I did not think I would. And I cried the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Here looking like a goddamn idiot. <laughs> no, I don't think you looked like an idiot, man. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was I never in my life had I at a hundred percent not expected to cry and then full blown cried. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've cried in front of that many people ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that was an experience for me. Yeah. But yeah, that was super funny. Guys, if you write vows read them a second time before you read i wrote them it because i told her she was like well we got to write our vows i'm like i already wrote them she's like Mm -hmm. what do you mean i'm like yeah i wrote them like a year ago and she was like no you didn't i'm like yeah i did i wrote them i don't have them down but i got them in my head Mm -hmm. so i just sat down and busted them out and i was like all right cool i kind of forgot what they said by the time i got to the wedding day (laughs) So, yeah, give them a looky-loo the day before or something <laughs> so you kind of know what you're going to say yeah, and how yeah. it's going to maybe affect you. Right. Uh, instead of just going in there dark, I'm sight-reading these things, like, yeah, exactly. my eyes out like a <laughs> fucking dummy. Uh, no, I thought it went so, really well, yeah. So that was fun. Um, yeah, Honeymoon was cool. Um, Hawking Hills was really cool. It was my first Airbnb experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of things. So <laughs> okay. my mom bought it for us, uh, but she uses Verbo or mm-hmm. VRBO. I like yeah. to say Verbo. I don't know. That sounds good to me. Whatever. It's just like Airbnb or whatever. Well, 
I don't love the idea of Airbnbs. I spent the whole first day adjusting. <laughs> what what what's your what's your beef? My beef is is I don't they they had set this little cabin up. So basically on their house they built this above their garage. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a uh what was that uh was it growing pains or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> or like Michael J. Fox lived above the garage or whatever. It was kind of one of those situations. Maybe okay. it was uh, uh the one with Kirk Cameron. Regardless. <laughs> they built this thing above their garage. And it's like this little cabiny apartment thing. You're you're set up in the woods. They have a bunch of privacy stuff put up, so it is really hard to to really be noticed or to notice anyone else. However, mm-hmm. it was a part of their house, so they did live there. Mm-hmm. And I guess the part that was so weird is like you know we're there on our honeymoon, trying to like enjoy our honeymoon, but I'm like they know we're here. Like, they know that we're here, and they know that we know that they know. <laughs> and <laughs> you, live in a, you live in an apartment. Like, you got to be used to that. Oh, yeah, we got neighbors. So what else is new? <laughs> uh, right. But, but, I mean, it's like, it's consistent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, consistently, they have their own lives. We're here day after day. You get to know your neighbor. You bump into them. It felt sure. like... It felt like in the morning, like we'd see a car at night, right? Like we'd see the car and then in the morning we would just like hear it like peel out. And it was like, are they hiding from us? Are we <laughs> like, are we intruding? It's like the the little Midwestern boy that I am. I just like felt bad. You right, know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I felt like I'm inconvenienced them by being in their little cabin above their garage. Yeah, that's fair. My biggest beef with Airbnbs is um, the fact that you have to pay like a cleaning fee and it's usually like 60 or 70 bucks or whatever. But then also, um, you also kind of have to clean up after yourself or else you'll get a bad review. Um, and if you get bad ratings on like Airbnb or whatever it is, um, people won't like let you stay at their place. (laughs) So you have to basically clean the entire place up after yourself. Also, I I do just because I'm a nice person and I don't want to, I don't want people to think I'm a slob. So basically whenever we stay in Airbnb, we spend the last, you know, morning that we're there the entire morning, just cleaning everything we, you know, made a mess of. And then on top of that, they charge us $70 for them to clean it. So what the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) So I think one thing that might be a little bit nicer about Vervo is I don't think they charge you, but I think it's a, it's pretty heavy review based. Like you definitely need to like, you know, mind everything. And, and, and we did. And like that part, I didn't mind. I think about the second day I started to settle in a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We like actually like left for a while and got out. Um, it was also my first time in a hot tub. Oh, really? (laughs) How old are you? 27 (laughs) years old or whatever. And you've never been in a hot tub. (laughs) I do the same thing every week, man. I don't, (laughs) I know what I enjoy. I mean, that's fair. Um, and what was real funny, it was raining the first day. Oh, hold on. Back up. Hard stop. I completely forgot this part of the story. So after the wedding, the whole goal was to hang out with friends and drink and have fun. Well, uh-huh. Eli got pretty <laughs> drunk by the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to gloss over that, but. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's fine because it, it's it's relevant. So I, I was in a little bit of rare form. Um but I'm so thankful that when I get super drunk, I just get really goofy and fucking insane. Like I'm just, I'm so thankful. That's what I do. (laughs) Um, so, but me and Aaron wrestled. Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> yeah. You're not shitting me. I woke up the next day. I, I limped for two days Did you on really? my knee. Oh, my God. <laughs> I still have from rug burn on my foot this giant fucking gaping hole. And Aaron has one, too. Wow. On his, I, dude, I will. I mean, I, I was bruised on my chest and like my shoulders. And I was like, what the f-? I remember wrestling. It's not that I don't remember. This guy kicked my ass. <laughs> like, holy shit. I had never been so sore in my life, dude. It was crazy. Aaron kicked my ass. My best friend waited. I got drunk and said, I'll wrestle you. And he said, cool. (laughs) And then he kicked the shit out of me. Yep. And then there was that one time when you like forced Aaron to do this like weird air drumming thing. A song came on and you were like, Aaron, let's do it. And Aaron's like, I don't want to do it. And and then you did. You made him. Yeah, I made him. It was my wedding day. He did it. That was awesome. Yeah, that was a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had plans to get breakfast the next morning. Um, We did. So I feel bad, kind of, because I... I had to drive home and it was only like 15 minutes. We, we got a hotel, like we were like 15 minutes away from where you were. Um, so I had to stay sober and Erica, she got kind of drunk, kind of, she was all right. Um, but, but I felt bad mostly because, uh, I wanted to just get super trashed with you and then get up the next morning and go to breakfast. But then by the time we like got up the next morning, I was like, I bet Eli is kind of feeling it this morning. I'm just going to let them be. So we took off, we went back. Back to we started you know going back to Fort Wayne um, and I bailed on you for breakfast so sorry about that but I kind of knew that you needed to 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 get your wits about you <laughs> no 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 you're 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 totally fine um, believe it or not I was okay because yeah. at that point what I realized had kind of happened because the only regret I did have was I was like a little bit too drunk mm-hmm. like because I wasn't but but it, we also weren't up that late like everybody left by like midnight or something oh really yeah, I don't even, it wasn't like we were pulling an all-nighter, but yeah. that was the issue. I was so fucking tired Yeah, that I was really okay, because I came back and drank, but I didn't drink that much. Like, mm-hmm. we had a whole bottle of whiskey. I didn't even touch that. Yeah, yeah. So I really wasn't <laughs> as so much that incredibly drunk as I was just drunk and tired. Right, right. The, and then I the got dr- silly. The drunkest I was all weekend was as the, like, the reception was getting over with <laughs> like i for some reason i was just like having a great time i was pretty drunk uh and then everybody just kind of like started cleaning up and leaving and i was like oh shit i uh <laughs> i'm not ready to do I this gotta so get I, my had, wits about me. I had to, yeah exactly i had to like drunkenly find my shit and like and i left my phone charger back at your mom's house and i made erica drive but luckily since we were 45 minutes away from your apartment <laughs> I took yeah. a little nap. Um, I slept the entire drive, and then by the time we got back to your house, I was ready to go. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, yeah, well, the reason I wanted to go into more detail there is because I had to... It was raining. Mm-hmm. We drove for two hours, and then we we had to walk down these like wooden, wet, slick stairs and yeah. carry our shit in while I'm limping, and I basically made Charlotte do it. I was like... <laughs> I cannot carry this shit up and down right. these stairs. Like I, I'll bring it to the stairs. You got to take it and take it in. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. But yeah, the first day it rained, so we tried to get in the hot tub in the rain. Don't recommend doing that. Um, yeah. 
they had a little overhang for you and everything like they did a really good job with their hot tub and it, it wasn't a fancy hot tub but it was it was fancy to me um and actually i felt better by the end of everything but i had like this open wound on my foot and just chlorine's <laughs> yeah. getting in there it's like burning and shit and i'm like i'm gonna put on a band-aid <laughs> um but yeah like we, we were trying to enjoy it in the rain and charlotte was i think able to enjoy it but it was basically me in hot water just up to my head which just rain pelted <laughs> me in the face and i was like I have so much anxiety right now. This right. is the worst feeling I've ever felt. I got a jet going up my butthole. I got rain pelt me in the eyeball. I'm like, honey, I'm getting out. Like, can we wait until it stops raining? And she said, sure. Um, but the next day was a really nice day. It, it worked out weirdly the same where it rained before our wedding, not not on our wedding day and then after. Mm-hmm. And so for our honeymoon, it rained the first day of our honeymoon, not the main day, but it rained the last day. Mm-hmm really weird how that happened but we had one full sunny day in hawking hills super fun we did eventually get in the hot tub we drank champagne we did mimosas in the hot nice. tub that was fun oh that's that seems like a good time yeah that that was cool um yeah and we uh yeah we just we just bought way too much food and thought we would <laughs> eat it all they didn't have internet there which kind of sucked yeah i bet <laughs> because it's like well how do we and my phone was having none of it I mean, my Ooh. phone was like, you know, roaming or like no service. It was like basically just turned me off. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Charlotte's phone, unfortunately, had enough to pick up signal to where we could Google where the fuck to go. Because I'm oh, like, how yeah. do we know where we go? Right. We're in the middle of a fucking mountain. Yeah. Where do we go? Um, so that that was weird. That was the only thing I thought was weird. But they did have cable, uh, which was cool. I watched Everybody Loves Raymond while Charlotte okay. cooked. <laughs> so yeah it was fun it was weird they had all these board games so like we played these random oh they had a they had that women are women are from venus men are from mars board game okay oh my god that shit is so sexist man (laughs) it's fucking bad charlotte really wanted to play it i'm like first off it's on two-player game honey yeah but it, 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 it so we tried to we tried to addendum the women are from venus men are from mars thing guys jesus uh so we tried to play that and it i'm just like this is fucking stupid but it did make me want to buy it and play it with like you me and aaron <laughs> and erica charlotte and katie because it would be fucking hilarious because that shit, does sound a lot of fun like fun, we yeah. we were not the demographic men group for this game <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like and it's so like you know happy life or, or yeah happy wife happy life am i right like it, <laughs> right <laughs> no i remember what i for when i was a kid my family had a game called battle of the sexes that was kind of like that uh, yeah. but it was like trivia but it was like guys versus girls and then the guys asked the girls questions like if you hear your car rumbling when you're in third gear at 45 miles per hour what are the telltale signs that you <laughs> and the answer is carburetor uh, but then like the questions that you ask the guys is like in friends season four who does ross date <laughs> so what is such a sexist game <laughs> i know like but yo that that had us cracking up and then they had this weird like survival board game that we played which was just a 
you just go down a track and answer survival questions. Okay. But Charlotte was like too good at it, right? Like she would be like, oh, it's this. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know that. <laughs> like, stop. Like, we almost got in a fight because she's like, oh, you don't know that? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> Put this shit up. Um, so yeah, that was, that was overall our honeymoon experience. Mm. But, um, <laughs> Charlotte knew I did not know when you go places, tell them you're on your honeymoon, you'll get free shit. Yep, yep, true um, that. Yep, we did that. I didn't think the institution of marriage was so recognized just across the country. <laughs> like, you know, like they were just so jazzed. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, we did that on our honeymoon. We got some free desserts, some free drinks. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's why we, uh, ain't been here in a minute. I was getting married. I was dragging Mitch to be my jockey and just have him do shit for me and, <laughs> and all that good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh overall getting married, I, I mean, I'd, I'd say 10 out of 10 would do 10 again. Out of 10. Right yeah, on. We'll, yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> I'll definitely do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely do it again. Yeah, opportunity arises. Um, I see. I see why people have sister wives now. You know, you just you go get married, you go on a honeymoon, you get free shit, you come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's two years later, I'm kind of bored. I want some time off work. I'm gonna marry another one. We're gonna go on a honeymoon. We're gonna get free shit. I'll come back. I, yeah, I exactly. get it. Now. Oh, and the whole like wedding gift thing. All oh, people give me cash. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'll get married every year. Oh yeah, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, your best friend buys you an electric drum set. Um, I'll just keep getting married so you have to buy me more musical equipment. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> We're not going to walk away without a little bit of a topic. I don't think we have to get into this too crazy much, but me and Charlotte watched an episode of Good Mythical Morning where they talked about dreams. Okay. And I realized that potentially... I may have the weirdest dreams ever. So, for example, they had like some kind of question of like, what was like, what was people's like in a poll? What was people's number one most reoccurring nightmare? And it was falling. Oh, yeah. I've had that dream. And I was like, oh, I think I might be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to hit you with how I dream. And how that goes. And I just, I just want to, I just want to get your natural reaction. Okay. So any given day or any given week, any given span of time, here's how my dreams break down. 10% I don't remember. Mm-hmm. The other 10% is a normal dream. The other 80% are nightmares. Mm. But what I've realized is the way I dream is completely insane to how other people dream. For example, Mitch, if I ask you the question, have you ever had a dream that you weren't in? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. So apparently <laughs> that's not a normal thing, but I have dreams all the time that are just different people, characters. It's an unfolding story. I'm just the and camera you're just guy. Watching. You're the camera yeah. guy in your own no. dream. Interesting. I, that's weird. I, so I dream huh. like I dream like movies. So when I dream, I'm pretty much the camera and there's a score, there's like Whoa. It it gets pretty trippy because and how I'm not, often is that is that like most of the time or is that like eh sometimes? 
Well, I, I'd say it's like a 70 30. Like okay. 70% That's of the time. 70% of the time I'm there. Mm-hmm. 30% of the time I'm watching something unfold and my brain is playing it out like a movie mm-hmm. so i can influence the plot like i've noticed that like if i have a, I, like i'll make a decision and that will play out but other times i'm kind of just watching it like i'm mm-hmm. helpless like i'm just witnessing through basically what to me would be like a camera mm-hmm. and i'm just watching this unfold um then i started to think about nightmares i had and i started to realize that i have pretty nightmares in a very odd way so let me tell you about one of one of the worst nightmares i've had and i and it is reoccurring but it only happens every now and then so there's three sets of me one is myself on fire two is myself experiencing being on fire but being paralyzed and just watching and the third me is me witnessing all that through like a, a mirror wow yeah. Uh, I, if anyone knows anything about dreams, can you kind of get back to me on that one? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we need an expert here because I cannot diagnose that. Well, like, like, do you feel pain? Have you ever felt pain from a dream or a nightmare? Physical pain? Like, no. Yeah. No. No? no? Yeah, I do. All the time. <laughs> All the time. I'll wake up and think that I hurt myself. Hmm. Like, I had one dream... All right, this one's a little weird. I had a dream that I got in the shower. This is like a more to me more of a typical nightmare. But I think I have this weird like sleep paralysis thing that happens too because basically mm. I had this dream where I got in the shower and I and I was peeing in the shower as I sometimes <laughs> do. But in the dream in this nightmare, I had a hole above my penis like in my bladder. There was just a big hole in my body. And just shit was coming out. Like, just just <laughs> urine was coming out of this hole. Oh, no. And water was getting I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. And I woke up, and I and it hurt. And I thought wow. it was real. And I, like, ran to the bathroom. I, like, ripped my clothes off. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> so I um, don't know what goes on in my brain when I go to bed. And actually, it... It's just what I've realized is that I dream so intensely. Yeah, sounds like it. And I and I'll try to talk to people about dreams, and they just I I I don't know if they either don't believe me or they can't even fathom dreaming that way. And I just Mm -hmm. I don't get much of a reaction. But it's like it's it's like if you go to bed and you have a dream, but it's like literally going to some other place, like. Mm-hmm. I will wake up most days forgetting who I am, where I'm at, all that stuff. And it takes me a good 10 seconds or so to clue back into reality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like that level of dreaming is really intense. And I don't like to like it. Get, it's exhausting because then mm-hmm. I got to wake up and go to work. Right. right. So have like, imagine the craziest dream you've ever had. Right. And it just that like a good 80 percent of the time you wake up in a in a metaphysical conundrum like Mm -hmm. you're questioning your own reality and then you got to get a shower and then go to work 
Yeah, that's weird, man. I've not had that, but some something that happens to me quite often is, um, you know that space, like, right between when you're awake and you're asleep? Um, for me, sometimes that gets, like, really wild. Um, like, when I'm about to fall asleep, sometimes I'll have, like, these really random thoughts, like, my mind is just racing, and I'll think of the craziest shit, like, almost like a dream-like thought, but I'm still conscious and awake. Like I'm aware that, oh yeah, I'm not asleep yet. I'm trying to fall asleep. Why am I thinking about this random ass thing that I would <laughs> never even consider? Um, that happens to me a lot. Um, I, and a lot of times it happens. You mentioned like something like sleep paralysis. Um, I've had dreams where like, um, you are, and I, I think there's like a, there's actually, there's an actual name for it, but we're dreams where like, you know, you're, dreaming but you, know, you can't move like you're just yeah. like especially if you sleep on your back like if you heard stories about like oh i looked in the corner of my room and there was like an evil clown and i couldn't do anything because i was just paralyzed and uh, that kind of happens with me not to that extent um but just i think like, uh, yeah like you're you're dead on because that would basically be what sleep paralysis is i think what you're talking about is i believe what it's called is circumventing okay um, and it's, and it's, and it's actually a way that you can dream and you can actually like control your dream mm-hmm. is what a lot of people say, but yeah, you're, you're in between a state of being asleep and being awake. So yeah. it's like, you're cognizant of dreaming mm-hmm. and I've done that before, but as I've gotten older and become more of a, of an adult, I'm at the point now where what my dream was, I thought is what I'm in. Mm hmm. So, and that's what Charlotte tells me all the time. Apparently when I sleep, I'm insane. Apparently I'm like (laughs) convulsing and shit. And it's like, she'll freak out. And I'm like, I was just having a bad dream. (laughs) Do you ever have like inception dreams? And by that, I mean, you're dreaming and you know, you're dreaming and asleep. And then you're like trying to get out of it. So you try to force yourself to wake up and then you do. And then boom, crazy twist. You're still asleep. And then it just goes on and on. This has happened to me a few times. Like it's like five or six layers deep where wow. I'm like, something is scaring me and I know I'm asleep and I try to wake myself up. And then in my dream, I wake up and I'm like, Oh, thank God that's over. Um, and then something else crazy happens and I'm like, all right, I'm still asleep. What the fuck is up? <laughs> no, at, but no, actually believe it or not. Yeah. That inception thing I've never had happen. Really? Yeah. yeah. Those are wild. Yeah, that would be that would that I'm not sure what's worse. Like, like like, I had one of those uh, probably a couple months ago and and it was while I was napping and it was like in the middle of the day. And then when I did finally wake up, there was a solid like 30 minutes where I didn't trust that I was actually awake. I was just like wandering around in the house going like, is is this real? (laughs) That feeling I have almost every time I dream. So that part I understand, but yeah, I haven't actually had the inception thing happen. Um, but no, I just wanted to talk about it because I just, it kind of just, I, I realized like, yeah, I think I'm fucking insane. Like just the dreams I have are just crazy. Cause like I said, that was the biggest thing is I just, I don't think people dream that way. Like I have dreams that I'm not in. Yeah. I'm just there for (laughs) So it's, 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 it's really weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to understand more about dreams, and I would say that anybody who says anything about dreams, immediately don't listen to them. 
um, because we have <laughs> no... If someone can tell me right now how I dream in a way that I'm not there, uh, yeah, you can't, okay? We don't... Yeah. We barely understand dreaming. Mm-hmm. So as, as soon as someone starts going like, well, the dream is the thing... It's the only thing that bugs me about The Sopranos is when they talk about the dreams and she's like... It's your, it's your mother. Your mother's yeah, the gabagool right. in the thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Like, I know this was like early aughts, but come on. We, even then, we knew that dream analysis was kind of... It's your reaction to the dream. Like, mm-hmm. you only project onto the dream your feelings of the dream. The dream is nothing. Mm-hmm. The dream is just there. Mm-hmm. You project how you feel onto the dream, and all that does is eliminate how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the reasons I think it's so like hard to analyze is because a lot of times, most of the time, you don't really remember the details. You just remember a, a few certain moments from it. Um, like I had a dream the a few uh, just literally Friday night. Um, the, and all I remember from it, it was like I was living some sort of weird action movie where someone was chasing me. Um, I remember the, I'm the only thing I remember, I get into this car and um, I go to drive away and the seat was up too far and I was like, why is the seat up too far? And then I realized, oh yeah, somebody hit a bomb under my driver's seat. What the fuck? So I like explode. I think I, I don't even remember if I ended up dying or not, but there was a, I remember there was a bomb under the driver's seat of my car and somebody was trying to kill me. The and then that's all I remember. So I can't tell someone that and be like, "Oh yeah, it's because uh cuz that's all I remember." I'm yeah. sure there was something leading up to that. Um but the craziest part of that is um yesterday we watched the movie Casino for the first time. Oh yeah. Same thing happens to Robert De Niro. Yep. <laughs> he gets yep. in his car, there's a bomb in it. What the and now I'm like, what the fuck? Why did I dream that? <laughs> like two nights before I saw that I'd never seen that movie. <laughs> you know, Weird. Yeah, that is you're just, <laughs> I saw I was watching that scene unfold and I'm like, oh shit. I just had this dream. <laughs> I'm Robert De Niro. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I thought Erica could be Joe Pesci. You guys should go Definitely. as Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro from Casino for Halloween. That would be awesome. Because I would pay any amount of money I have to hear Erica attempt a Joe Pesci impersonation. Right? <laughs> Just Erica, like, do I amuse you? Am I a clown? <laughs> And then in Casino, he's just like, you stupid motherfucker. Like, he just says cocksucker 20 times. and Exactly, yeah. So how did you feel about Casino? Uh, I liked it. I think it was about 45 minutes too long. It's a long movie. <laughs> That's the biggest complaint I have. And anytime anybody hasn't seen it when I show it to them, I think it's a great movie. But I think everybody's on the same page. It's a little long. They could have yeah. cut a little bit out. And we could have been a little bit happier by the end. Mm-hmm. But I love Casino. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. I didn't like it as much as Goodfellas. No, Goodfellas is an archetype, but there's something. About, I think what I like about Casino is like Casino hat. Casino is like a different world. It's not really as much of. It's not Goodfellas. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing I like about it. It's these two guys who are gangsters that go to Vegas and start this, mm-hmm. but it's not the wise guy thing as much. You know what I mean? It's yeah. What I love about Casino is that Robert De Niro is just trying to run a casino the whole movie. Right. All he wants yeah. to do is own this casino, make some money, 
forget about it. He's out you know of the what game. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. So I kind of like to picture Casino as like this weird alternate reality where De Niro just approached the character like, yeah, I just want to run a casino. And then just Pesci's there fucking shit up the entire time. I love. Yeah. Um. Anyways, well, that was kind of what I had. I, I just, I don't know. I thought that'd be kind of interesting to talk about. And yeah, definitely. There's a lot to that. Sometimes I have dreams where um, I have to pee really bad, and then I pee, and then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, shit, did I pee? Be, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I've never peed, peed the bed as an adult, so. Um, but I've had many dreams where I was this close. <laughs> I think I have maybe once as an adult. I think I did once in college, which was kind of weird. <laughs> Well, Mitch, that was kind of all I had. Um, unless you have anything, do you want to do uh, what you're cranking? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, Mitch. Here lately in the weeks and the months that we've been apart uh, and not done the podcast, what have you been listening to? Yeah, so I have been super into a band called The War on Drugs lately. Mm. Um, yeah. You've probably heard of them. Yeah. Um, if I were to like put a genre on it, I would say it's kind of like 80s synth pop mixed with like wall of sound. How I feel about the war on drugs and also a really awesome band um, that I've talked about before called Strand of Oaks. If you liked Ryan Adams' later stuff where he did kind of like an earlier phase right? or early 80s phase, but you don't want to have the stigma of listening to Ryan Adams, <laughs> listen to The War on Drugs and Strain of Oaks because it's basically where he was going. So right. check oh, it out. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Now, that sounds right up your alley. Um, yeah. you, you, love, you love things that are very 80s influenced. You love that wall of sound sound. Mm-hmm. You know, you that that's that's right up your that's right up your alley. Yeah, yeah, super into it right now. So, um, yeah, what about you? Um, well, as um, me and Charlotte had uh, sent you and Erica that picture just because we were um, kind of proud of it. We kind of finally have a little bit of a record set up now. Yeah, that's awesome. That uh, looks good. Also, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, okay. Mitch, I day to day. I don't know how I get through life, okay? <laughs> so, you, you remember when we were up in Fort Wayne? Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time talking about records mm-hmm. and, and record players. I, you know, I wanted to have a good base understanding of, of how to get a good setup going. And, and you explained that to me. And it's probably about the fifth time you've told me, all right? That's why <laughs> sure. I keep asking. I'm too fucking dumb to retain any of the information. Well, anyways... The record player I have have no audio outs. The only audio out is a headphone jack. Mm-hmm. And I think we established that that probably means it doesn't have a preamp built in. Yeah. Okay. I so. so I have that old made by JVC, which I'm pretty confident is not a brand anymore. <laughs> um, they were really heavy into TVs and VCRs and shit. Every yeah, I think e- we had a JVC VCR growing up. <laughs> yeah, they were fucking everywhere. I think they're nowhere now. Well, this 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 little CD recorder thing is actually made where you can rip audio from record players. Oh. And I'm an idiot. And literally, I have spent fucking months trying to hook it up with that thing because i knew that that probably has like a preamp or at least has like the electronics inside where if i were to run audio into it the audio i would run out would make sense right 
I've been trying everything, man. I'm running it in through a fucking quarter inch into the microphone port. <laughs> I'm trying. It's kind of broke. I got to hang a shoe from the headphone in. <laughs> I, I mean, I, right. I cannot figure I couldn't figure it out. I finally got it to work. And then it's like I only got audio on the right speaker because I'm using like a set of laptop or uh, computer speakers mm, just, okay. just for something, you know, um, nothing. I, I, I'm trying everything. Then all of a sudden we move. We buy a thing for our records. We get it all set up. I go upstairs, and I find the two exact cables I need. I was like, why don't I just use RCA? It's got an RCA in and an RCA out. What am I doing? Your record player has RCA? No, no, no. The the recorder does. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So what I... Yeah. Finally clicked in my head. I had uh, the eighth-inch headphone jack to an RCA. Yep. I put that into the end. And then I had an RCA cable that was a uh, 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 the headphone eighth inch, mm-hmm. like uh, the female, to RCA. So I literally just run out of the headphone, the RCA into the end on this little CD recorder, and then I run the RCA out into the speakers, and it works perfectly fine. Yeah, <laughs> I got audio out awesome. of both speakers. The subwoofer has bass. Now, granted, the, I'm losing. Ba- I don't have a lot of bass, mm-hmm. but it's there. Like, and that was the other thing. I swear to God, I did this like months ago, and there was no bass coming out of the subwoofer. All of a sudden, now there's bass. There's bass. Not a lot. Weird. It's <laughs> not like you know amazing, but there's bass out of the subwoofer. It's coming out of both speakers. The only thing I can't tell if it if it's actually playing in stereo or it's playing in mono. That's the only thing I haven't figured out. Mm. Um, but I th- I think it may only be playing in mono, so it's just everything's coming out. Mm-hmm. But I set it up, I start playing, and it sounds great. I mean, it, I mean, is it perfect? No, but it's it's there. It's fine. Yeah, and you've had the cables to do it this entire time. Yeah, I don't know what happened. And uh, like Charlotte's like, I don't understand why you're angry. You got what you wanted. I'm like, but it's I've been trying. I walk upstairs today. I have everything I need. What was I doing before? <laughs> right. What the fuck well, was going on? That don't feel bad because I that sounds a lot like what I did when I upgraded my speakers. I had these like really crappy uh, Mackie CR3 speakers. <laughs> The ones you bought me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. <laughs> they're not crappy, but um, I was listening I, I to them on my record player, yeah, great, and they sound and it sounded really good on these speakers. But then I upgraded to like five inch speakers that are like louder, have a wider, have a larger speaker, so you can hear them more clearly. Um, and all of a sudden, I was just hearing this like hum that was never there before, and I was like, "What the fuck? These speakers are way nicer than the ones I was using. How is this happening?" And then it took me months because. It, my my father-in-law came over and I was showing him my setup and I played a record for him and he was like sounds like you got a ground hum you need a ground wire I was like oh <laughs> I do need a ground wire and I had been listening at this point I had been listening to it on six months just with like a really annoying hum and then I found this $10 cable on eBay that fixed everything and it took my grand my, my father-in-law being like oh this is what you need I thought I was pretty good at audio stuff but um, but and then it, and then I realized the reason I couldn't hear it on the Mackie speakers is because they're only a three inch woofer and the ground hum is a called a 60 cycle hum which means that right at 60 Hertz the just the power from the wall is going to make it hum at 60 hertz right those speakers didn't recognize 60 hertz which isn't very good yeah (laughs) yeah um 
it's that's that's what like i i don't know like i was i don't know i was talking to aaron about something we were going over something and he was just like well you you know like you're an audio guy and i'm like homie (laughs) anything i know mitch has told me (laughs) and i and mitch will be the first one to admit we're we're in the shallow end of the pool definitely yep but um, no it's crazy and, and and i've also realized that i i don't think i'll ever be an audiophile because i think i was one i like with records in particular i just like i wouldn't listen to them because i didn't think it was good enough mm-hmm. but i got this set up and i'm like man this sounds good it i mean like our quality I'm I'm starting to feel that like quality is relative sometimes when you enjoy music. Mm-hmm. So it's it's what call it quality you want and what quality allows you to enjoy that record. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I still like listening to vinyl is because of the imperfections and some of the imbalances. You really hear records sound so different from each other, and sometimes when you just play them digitally, I just I do think you lose that. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, the monitors that, you know, you helped me out with and you got for me, I think are great. Things fucking jam. They boom. I'm like, why am I going to spend $200 on studio monitors? What's the point? Mm-hmm. These sound right. fine. Like, I'm doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? They're serv- they're they're passive. They're or they're unbiased. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's all I need. Anyways, long road, long winding <laughs> road to get to. We organized our albums. Also, me and Charlotte got a giant fight about what genre to put amy winehouse in if you had to pick one genre one major genre to put amy winehouse in what would it be i have a pop genre that she's in right now yep don't tell charlotte that <laughs> okay um she will Why? flip out <laughs> what did what did she say well because i have a jazz r&b soul section okay yeah. she wanted amy winehouse in there and i'm like well you're you're not wrong it's just that i think she's more of a pop artist because i had pop rock together Mm -hmm. because i hate to break it to everybody rock music ain't that different from pop music okay right (laughs) there is a reason when you look at things it says pop rock because there's pop music and there's rock music they're pretty similar in structure Mm -hmm. form that's how genres are determined (laughs) not to her all right according to her i was i was just blaspheming amy winehouse but (laughs) we listened to frank we listened to pretty much what was her first major album release and i was like well all right i'm hearing a lot of hip-hop i'm hearing a lot of like you know neo soul going on here these are a strong influence like i'm willing to put her over here next to kendrick omar just because (laughs) she does have like like i think she sampled a lot of like fairly popular hip hop samples on that album. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this is a little bit, it strays away from pop enough. Sure. But I think by the time you get to back to back to black, it's, it's a pop album. I don't, it's mm. only influenced by those, but it's a pop album. Right. But I don't think I go into that much detail because in my mind, Oh, a female singer that's on the radio that's a pop artist. I've got Adele in there. Um, I've got Lady Gaga in there. I have Coldplay in there. Like they're on the radio. That's pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I felt about it personally. <laughs> but anyways, so we're we're going through all these records. We're organizing them. It's actually a lot of fun. I kind of, I kind of like caught the bug again a little bit. You know what I'm cool, saying? I'm kind of yeah. like, oh man. I kind of like you have so right now. You have the worst ACDC album right there over your shoulder that i could see yeah, I, that's pretty bad i yeah. believe that's who, i believe that's who made who 
I think so. Can you check for me? Yeah, it's definitely who made who. Okay. Um, is this a? I'm pretty sure this might be a live album. It is not. It's not? Okay, well, it's got some good songs on there. It's got Hell's Bells, For Those About to Rock. Oh, no, it is a you live album. You Shook Me All Night Long, Who Made Who. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a live album. Well, wait, what's what does it say on the front? Is it actually called Who Made Who? Yeah, it just says Who Made Who. Maybe not. I don't know. I'll listen to it today. Find out. Okay, well, <laughs> it, so I think, okay, because here's, okay. So the reason I even brought that up, sorry, <laughs> we're going long today. The only reason I even brought that up is because I stare at it every podcast, okay? <laughs> okay. And I don't know how we have it. And then I see you have For Those About to Rock behind you. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I stare at it every time, and I don't know how we haven't talked about this on the podcast. Who Made Who is a song that ACDC wrote for a movie that I believe is called Maximum Carnage? Okay. <laughs> where, like, appliances, like, take over the world and kill people. That is insane. It's the dumbest <laughs> thing that ACDC has ever done. I hate Who Made Who. I I I have ACDC DVDs, okay? I have multiple <laughs> ACDC DVDs, okay? I fucking love ACDC. It's the dumbest shit. Um I and I can't believe you've bought like you have that. I don't even know how you've like I don't think it's rare, <laughs> but like no I guess it makes sense. Nobody wants to listen to that shit. Right. <laughs> like like I, I think it's because if you ever go to like a thrift shop and you're like, Oh, they have A C D C here. Oh, do they have back in black? Uh, no, they've got who made who. Like, uh, I, all right, I guess I'll take that then. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Have you ever watched the A C D C Family Jewels DVD with it, it's it's a it's a two D V D set of all their music videos? Oh no. Mm mm. Next time we hang out, we should get a little bit drunk. Watch that because it <laughs> that is, sounds like a good time. It does jam. It's it's pretty cool, but good god, there are some bad music videos. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that's just been bugging me these entire ninety episodes, and I don't know how I never talked about it or well, no, whatever awesome. you put that thing. I'm glad you I'm glad you said something. I'll have to switch it up for next time. Um, that's really fun. I actually got a new record player this week too. I got I upgraded my uh, my LP Audio Technica LP60 to an LP120. Ooh. So um, it's does got it, a removable cartridge. So if I does it just spin faster? <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. No, really. The only difference is the one. The reason I wanted to upgrade is um, so you've seen my my LP60 turntable, the one that's signed by Jurassic Five. Which at the time I yeah. was like, oh, this is cool. I like Jurassic Five. <laughs> and now I'm like, I don't like Jurassic Five that much. <laughs> well, I have a. Uh, I you gave me the little uh, record. Cover. Oh yeah, the J five uh, slip mat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the slip mat. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I felt the same way. I'm like, this is really dope. <laughs> I don't even remember the last you know time I listened to Jurassic Five, but it's exactly. cool. I mean, you know, right. Well, my my the the, the that and then also the reason I wanted to upgrade is the LP one twenty to get a little nerdy here. It has a built in Fano preamp, so I don't need to use my Fano preamp anymore. Gotcha. And then also, um, it's got a removable cartridge. So if you, if you want to go out and spend three hundred dollars on a cartridge to really make your make make your sound better you can i'm not going to um but i have that opportunity <laughs> isn't the cartridge just the thing with the needle yeah there are different quality levels of needles yeah man it gets in what are they made out of unicorn hair three hundred dollars yeah dude it gets crazy the 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 best of the best is the artifon red 
I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's a red cartridge from Ortofon, and it goes for like $300. And people say it's the best cartridge out there. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never heard it because I don't have $300. So here's, here's okay. So I'm finally going to get to what I'm cranking because here's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't talked about that yet. So we're digging through all these old records, and I love old, shitty quality sat in a basement it's got mold on it kind of records all right i do i i just i don't know why i love those um they've been around longer than i have you know that's Mm -hmm. just why i love yeah well when you came over to my house i put on that led zeppelin album and it was like so scratched it was popping yeah it was pretty bad this is pretty shitty and i was like yeah i know it's great right (laughs) (laughs) right it's great right um i take my car keys and i just sort of scratch (laughs) up my records um, but anyways, we're sorting everything, and I came across the Stevie Wonder album. Okay. Kind of this weird cover, uh, kind of deserty, kind of odd-looking, okay? Uh, it, and it's his album from 1973 called Inversions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I open it up. It's covered in fucking brown dirt. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. What do you do? Like, uh, toss me that frisbee. Okay. Oh no, Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Fucking, you know, puddle. Like, I don't even know how that happens. Well, I clean off the record. I clean off the sleeve. I get it all good to go. I put this shit on and dude, this album is fucking awesome. It has higher ground on it. Oh, nice. Didn't even know. It's one of my favorite Stevie Wonder songs. Also, fuck the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Their version sucks. Indeed. Thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> love Higher Ground. Love Stevie Wonder. Always a big Stevie Wonder fan. But yeah, this album's great, man. It's like the first The first song is called Too High, and I think it's a great start off to the record. I think it really gets you into the record because it's very jazzy, very... I mean, it's 73, so it's not really neo-soul, but like... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who's that? Oh, God, I'm not going to remember. I'm such an idiot. There's that guy that's like a savant in music, and everybody loves him. He's got, like, perfect pitch, and uh, he does make good music. I think Michael Buble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But it, 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 you, you hear where Neo Soul kind of would, like, harken back to, like, this stevie wonder album that maybe isn't mm-hmm. his most popular but the first song is about like being high on drugs there's like a five minute sequence where this guy like goes to new york city as a black man uh the cops think he's robbing somebody they put him in jail it's it's like a this trippy stevie wonder concept album yeah and yeah. it's really fucking good stevie wonder had some weird albums he yeah. like it's not as popular as have have you heard the secret life of plants no, that Listen is to sounds the secret completely life of made up. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not. It's a soundtrack to a movie in the seventies called The Secret Life of Plants. Um, but he did the entire soundtrack, and it's like a concept album where every single song is about plants walking through a garden. It's just insane, <laughs> dude. I, I mean, he is so creative. Like he really, really yeah. is. But yeah, any. But yeah, like uh, the. My, my whole point being is I found this record that has been in my record collection forever. Never listened to it. I open it up. It's covered in fucking dirt. And I know <laughs> it sounds like I'm being hyperbolic. I'm not. It had dirt on it. I had to take it outside to clean it. <laughs> so why? And I had a great, and me and Charlotte sat here one afternoon and listened to it. And we had a great mm-hmm. time. I loved it. I think she wasn't really vibing on it. That's okay. I understand. 
think there was parts she liked. My whole point being is, why would I spend $300 on a fucking needle <laughs> to run through my dirt caked records <laughs> exactly. that I have a great time right. listening to and they don't sound that bad? Yeah. Well, that's what I pretty much do. I, we, we talked about this last night. We were talking about records and like there are some people that get insane with it. Like they people that spend, you know, a thousand dollars on a preamp. But like unless you also spend five thousand dollars on speakers, it don't mean shit. Well, exactly. <laughs> and just look, I used to record the, some of the first songs I ever recorded was on a fucking boom box. Mm-hmm. I know what bad me. I know what bad recorded music <laughs> sounds like. OK. Yep. And I know what good recorded music sounds like. There is an in-between where it's okay enough to just fucking sit down and enjoy it. I just, I can't justify Like, we may get a better turntable at one point. Yeah. And maybe actually, like, buy a preamp or buy one that has that built-in preamp so we could just run actual nice monitors to it. Like, we'll upgrade. Mm -hmm. Most I'm willing to do for that is, like, 200 bucks. (laughs) Right. Because I'm going to put on Stevie Wonder's Inversions that I'm pretty sure was the first ever... (laughs) (laughs) One that was pressed in 1973. And I don't, you know what I mean? And it's going to sound fine. You know, it's just going to be a little, you know, it's a little, little dirt. You get a little dirt on the record player, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) But yeah, that, it it was a really good Stevie Wonder album. Um, But yeah, that's what I've been cranking. But I have, I have caught the record bug again. Uh, Jonathan came over, um, haven't got to hang out with him in a while. And I was telling him about Discogs. And mm-hmm, about your yeah. little uh, record side hustle and, mm-hmm. you know, how kind of kind of what you do. And then now that we actually have a setup, I mean, we've we've listened to God, we, we've listened to most records we ever listened to. I mean, we've listened to like five or six records in the past week and it's been awesome. Like, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go buy more now. Like, yeah, there's so many bands I've been wanting to buy like vinyl for and I just haven't got the chance. And now I actually have a setup where I could listen to them like I really, really want to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun, man. And one of the reasons I kind of like started this side hustle is because I realized that some of the records I've been sitting on for years and have never listened to are worth some decent money now. Like they're worth more money than I think they are. So I sell them and um, I sell them on Discogs and then I use that money to basically buy more cool records. And it's kind of a cool self-sustaining thing where it's a side hobby where I'm not spending too much money um, because the you know, money I'm spending on cool new records is made like I actually I surprisingly I have a Portugal the Man album um, that I bought at Shake It like a few years ago for eight dollars. The stickers still on there. Um, I looked on Discogs the other day and it's now worth like sixty dollars. Like why? Why is this worth sixty dollars? What album is it? <laughs> um, it is. Wait, I'm gonna guess before look and and figure out, but I'm gonna guess it's American Ghetto. No, I think it's, uh, it might be like the Satanic Satanist or whatever. Oh, no shit. Yeah, do you have that too? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yep, that's... Which one is this? Yep, Satanic Satanist. Yeah, this is worth like $60 on Discogs, so... That is fucking (laughs) insane because I have it, and guess where I bought that one? Where? Shake it. No way. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, bought this to Shake It, $8. Sticker's still on there. I'm definitely gonna... Could it be worth more if it's in better condition? Probably, yeah. Because mine's in, like, pretty mint, like, it has, like, that, um, it has one of those heavy-duty sleeves. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, like, a normal, okay. like, plastic sleeve around it. It's, like, a heavy-duty sleeve, and I've spun it twice. 
Yep, exactly. So <laughs> that's crazy. But see, now this is where I would be bad. I'd buy all these records, be like, yeah, I'll sell it, I'll sell it. I'll never sell that fucking album. That's my favorite Portugal album. That's the reason right. I listen to Portugal, so I'll never yeah, sell it. Yeah, that's the reason I haven't sold it yet, because I told Erica, like, hey, this is worth like 60 bucks. Should I sell it? And she was like, oh, let's listen to it one more time and then and then think about it. <laughs> that has the best three opening songs of any record, in my opinion, because it's, it's really got good. people say, uh, and then what's the second track? Is it work all day? Yeah, work all day. And yep. then, um, and then, uh, higher, 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 <laughs> higher. I don't remember what it's called. Lovers in love. L- Lovers in love. Yep. Best three <laughs> opening tracks on album. That that thing jams. It's a great album. Whew, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. We we went on for a minute. Um, we'll wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening. We are back. We will hopefully be back next week or the week after that. I don't. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's totally cool. We're, we've got 11 of these things left. We'll get them done eventually. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, and stay fresh, cheese bags. Oh, yeah, I forgot we had a sign-off. Wow. We're really good at this. <laughs>